Hello and welcome to another episode of Back of the Grid. Uh, it is time to review the Chinese Grand Prix and I will be your host this week, Tom King, and I'm joined by Chris Evans. Hello. And Stu Greenwood. Hello. Enjoyable race then, gentlemen. Let's get straight on with it. Eventually, right? yeah. Eventually, an enjoyable race. enjoyable race. <laughs> yeah, okay, I could go with that. I could go with that. <laughs> it was. I, I just watched the um, highlights before we started recording and i think it's like a seven and a half minute video and the last six minutes of it is the second half of the race <laughs> yes <laughs> yes um we may as well start the review to be honest in that region where the race pretty much came alive um the catalyst of it all was gasly's rather clumsy move into the side of teammate brendan hartley breaking rule number one <laughs> yes indeed <laughs> Um, it actually turns out, I've said afterwards, that uh, apparently they were trying to, they were basically telling Gasly to, or telling Hartley to let Gasly past. Um, and Gasly seemed to get the message to say, okay, it's on, he's going to let you past before Hartley had confirmed that he was going to. So oh, dear. Hartley sort of lifted off towards the chicane. Gasly assumed he was letting him through. And yeah, Hartley just wasn't expecting it, which is why he took the normal line. Yeah, the hairpin, um, you mean, don't you? Yeah, the hairpin, sorry. Um, so, yeah, all just very clumsy, really. It would make sense that that's why Gasly was trying to jam it down the inside. Because when... it was, if that was him trying a genuine overtaking move, that was <laughs> obviously never on. Yeah. yeah, it was very silly. It was a bizarre thing to see, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. Without knowing that information that we know now, it looks like he's just clean driven into the side of him without any sort of reason because it was a move like as you say it was a move that never looked on did it so it was one of those things where Martin Brundle in the commentary just goes oh dear yeah <laughs> it's like I'm not yeah. mad I'm just disappointed <laughs> yeah he did that a few times today didn't he, he did it with Verstappen as well later on like, mm. oh Max <laughs> well Franz Tost is not a very happy man right now no from what I've seen but then again what team boss would be when you've had two drivers collide in such a fashion yeah. yeah, wreck both of their. I mean, they were they were already not having the best of races anyway. They've sort of gone from yeah. heroes last week to to not so much heroes yeah, this absolutely. week. And um, they were already running quite low down the order when that all that happened really, and it just wrecked an already it's bad a threw race. away a bad result. When they're running final two at that point as well, they were quite the last possibly, two on yeah. the road, I think, or maybe so. there was only a Sauber behind them or something, but. It wasn't a good race for them, full stop, was no, it, even before the incident? Mm. Um, but yeah, the the mess of Gasly's front wing being scattered all over the hairpin led to the safety car, which is what brought everybody back together. Um, there was a little bit of a race on with Bottas hunting down Vettel, but that well, was always the way around got... at that point, wasn't it? Bottas. Oh, in fact, yeah, of course yeah. it was. Sorry, it was. Yeah, after the pit stop. It was stops. a bit of reverse of last race, in fact. Yeah, but that's the only thing we'd kind of seen is just sort of those two between each other up at the yeah. front. I think it is worth noting as well that Bottas and Mercedes did an amazing job to get Bottas in front of that at yeah. that point. Yeah. Like, I think on any other week, Bottas would have won that race. Like His yeah. in and out laps around the pit stops were absolutely well, mighty. 
were it not for the safety car deploying at the time that it did, yeah. there's every chance that those front three in Bottas, Vettel and Raikkonen could have pitted, same as other people did. Mm. Um, and, you know, it was it was Mercedes to lose for a, for a long while up until the safety car, wasn't it? Um, I feel like we've said that yeah. for all three races so far, haven't we? <laughs> Yeah. All through races, we've had, there's been a point where it's like, well, Mercedes have got this, and every time it's all falling apart for them. Yeah. I felt bad for Kimi up until up until all the the sort of the craziness kicked off because it looked like they were using Kimi to to back yeah Valtteri oh, up for a little while, weren't they? Yeah, they kept him out a lot longer than they a needed to and b should have um, just to like you say slow Bottas down and stop him getting too far away from Vettel mm. and keep them in check and then there was a very clear at the point that Bottas overtook uh, Kimi which was a good move in itself to be perfectly honest yeah, yeah. there was a there was a moment going down towards I want to say it was like turn six or something where Raikkonen was fighting him back and then out of nowhere he just kind of pulled out of it and yeah not only pulled out of the move, but also it was his opportunity to let Vettel through yeah. in inverted commas. And it's all seemed very calculated of, Kimmy, stop fighting it. We're going to bring yeah. you in, let Seb through. It's, um, it doesn't sit that well with me, honestly. It's like the second you saw uh, Bottas come out of the pits ahead of Vettel and Kimmy was still in front of both of them, you instantly knew it was going to happen. They were just going to leave Raikkonen yep. out to be in the way. Mm. And it's just... I don't know, like, although there's officially no number one and two driver, it's like, as far as Ferrari are concerned, they have a one and two driver. Like, yeah. Yeah. it happens too often, really. Mm, yeah. I, well, I said it, I, I I mean, I am no Ferrari fan, as as we all know. <laughs> it, it ruin, It's just ruining the racing, that kind of Yeah, Yeah, I don't, of can't think of another team that would do that. And what what is interesting is in similar situations, I believe it was last year... I remember a call from Hamilton asking if Valtteri could back somebody like Vettel into him. As yes, in, it was Azerbaijan last year. Yeah, and the answer was no. It, the the too far gone, and he's racing for a win here. So he's that busy. is what's happening. Yeah, that was that was the literal answer, wasn't it? It was sorry, he's busy. That, I think that was what they actually said to him. But um, that's sort of more along the lines of what you'd expect, I think, isn't it? And tactics are one thing, but I think intentionally trashing a fellow driver's or a teammate's race in order to benefit yourself is yeah. its just selfish on and so it, many levels, it, isn't it? Was, it? In the end, it was all in vain anyway, because exactly. Bottas, as soon yeah, as he got the opportunity, he just got straight past him anyway, really. It was, he, didn't, he couldn't really put, much up, put up much of a fight because yeah, Vettel like, was there. I, I said on Twitter during the race as well, it's like Ferrari wonder why they've not won a Constructors title in 10 years yeah. as they intentionally screw one of their drivers' races to help the other one. It's like, you, that's not how you win Constructors. You, you win Constructors with like first and second, second and thirds, not with like first and eighth. But yeah. what, the, thing, the thing is, when when you're getting such a bonus from the FR, uh, from from the... From Formula One every year, but yeah, just for ruining a car, you don't need to win the constructors' cat championship. Because there's no true. financial incentive for them to do that, you know. And yeah. that's why they can get away with this sort of behaviour year in, year out. It's so frustrating. Mm. It is. I'm surprised we managed to talk about that section of the race for as long as we did. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But I think the highlight of it all, really, that deserves the most credit and the most attention is the race from Ricardo. So this, after the safety car was deployed, Red Bull instantly pulled both cars in and double-stacked them. Uh, second time they'd done it in the race as well. They'd already yeah. double-stacked once earlier on. Um, which looked fantastic on both occasions. Yeah. You know, a car pulling out, a guy swapping tires, and then another car's there ready. It was beautiful to watch on both occasions. But apparently, they actually have an extra four people in their pit crew, and they do that as well to make the really? transition between I two think cars they have easier. An extra That's person on each wheel with the second car's tires, and as soon as one's done, they'll sense. just swap in the new ones and kind of rotate That's around. That's a good idea. Is, yeah, clever. It was. I, I guess it avoids the danger of them accidentally putting a. Verstappen's old cars on Ricardo's car or something yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> it, which is entirely possible in those high-pressure <laughs> situations. It was a sight to behold on both occasions. The fact that they did it twice in one race. Well, as well. exactly. Five, what between five and six seconds, and both cars have been in and serviced. Yeah. That's mad. Especially given the pit stop woes we've seen from Ferrari and Haas over the last couple of races. Yeah. yeah. It was very much a hold my beer moment from Red Bull, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah, show you like done, guys. <laughs> um, would we say that decision is ultimately what won the race for Ricardo? And Absolutely. could have won it for Verstappen had he not been silly on a couple of occasions. Yeah, I mean, Ricardo still had a lot of work to do on the track, but I think the pit crew take even more credit for that win than the Pico Ordinary would, for yeah. sure. On, on that, Red Bull this weekend proved beyond all doubt that Formula 1 is absolutely a team sport. Oh, yeah. The way, yeah. So, so to go to... I mean, you've got this further down, but we might, it's a good time to talk about it, I think, so I'm just going to say it. Um, the, the His engine going pop in free practice free, and then to get the car out right at the very end of the first qualifying session and get him through to Q2 was that's a mighty mighty effort to do what yeah. do. and then to go on to have a race like he did today is just that's absolutely down to the team yeah and and just to add to that the fact that usually most teams will have a spare engine more or less ready to go in case an engine change is needed but Renault allegedly supplied them the engine basically in bits and they needed some components from the engine that had the turbo failure to make it up and it, it, apparently it was an absolute mess yeah, and well they, they were not happy with Renault for well, what this, was provided to them. This is not really Renault's fault though is it? It's more down to the rules because because all the part components are graded in different ways so yeah, you, you're true. like two of one component, three of another component yeah. and you, 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 know, you get penalties for changing more than one in certain situations stuff like that so the the reason that they have to supply it in bits and for them to put together is regardless that they they had to they would have had to remove certain bits of the engine and put other bits on in order to avoid taking a penalty yeah they so it's not re- really Renault's fault it's more the down to the way the rules are set up you know mm. but we know Red Bull like an excuse to have a moment oh yeah Renault. yeah they love it they love a go at Renault don't they that's this it's their thing yeah I think the thing that needs to be fully assessed as well is what Renault actually gave them and what the you know how yeah. that sits within the regulations because it is all well and good like you say Red Bull saying um we were given an engine that was half put together and we should have been given better but like you say it depends on where that sits within the regulations doesn't yeah. it as to yeah. how they're allowed to give yeah. it to them there's absolutely much more to it than Renault just 
chopping and changing and give, giving them bits of engine piecemeal, you know? Oh, yeah. There's, there's like, oh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's very much, I think, a regulation thing. It's not like they're rooting around the back of the lorry scene. Oh, hang yeah. on, let's see what we got in there. A couple of spark plugs <laughs> and have them to go on and we'll find something else. <laughs> Scratching his head. kind of hopes they have. <laughs> just going, okay, just, guys, here's a spark plug. How many more do you need? Three? Yeah. Okay, one. There's another three. <laughs> just a load of cardboard boxes in the back of the rail yeah. lorry. Just, and there's a bloke just stood at the gate just scratching his head Oh, it's it's gonna cost you. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? You need a whole new powertrain. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I saw some from Red Bull say they did the full engine change in about two hours, which is almost an hour faster than they've ever done it before. Amazing. Um, and if that have took thirty seconds more, he wouldn't have made it round in yeah. time to put a lap in, yeah. which is. It was that's so the, tight. That's the other thing, because not only do you have to build the engine, but you have to get the engine set up once you've got all the bits in. So you've got to yeah. run through the gears yeah. and stuff like that and set all the all the bits of timing and stuff to match the computer. So it's 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 not just a case of bolting a new one in and sending him out. There's a whole process after that as well. So it's it's yeah. amazing what they did. Absolutely yeah, amazing. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, as as a like we said, as a team as a whole, it's yeah. it demonstrates that perfectly. On the day to make the calls they did. To, you know, to have the nous and the and the strength yeah. within it's the strength of character within the team to to have the guts to double stack on two occasions in a race. That's un. I've never seen a team do that. I can't think of a time I've no, seen totally. it. Totally, it was so good. Yeah, it was a massive team effort, and that is how they won it this weekend. I'd say. Yeah, like I like that Ricardo. I think it was on the podium said like, whenever you win a race, like you thank the team because it's you know they're always part of it but like today more than ever was just like any driver would just be so grateful to what the team yeah. managed to pull off yeah well he wouldn't have been in quality let alone the podium yeah, if exactly. it wasn't for the team first and foremost i don't think it, it was so. it's a bit touch and go in quality in q1 <laughs> yeah. 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 to get through he only scraped through but once he got got it set up that he uh, and dialed in then it was a bit more straightforward for him yeah so while we're talking about Ricardo, I suppose we should go on to his absolute masterclass, um, his pure overtaking skill combined with some fresh soft tyres from the safety car pit. Um, it just allowed for three absolutely brilliant moves, two of which were into the hairpin, um, and an equally as good move on Hamilton, but it's probably the worst of the four. Like, you know, <laughs> you see the other three and you think, wow, because uh, at the end of the day, Hamilton just didn't yeah. really fight the fourth, but it was still, a, it still came from a long way back. Yeah. So far back, that was, maybe that's why Hamilton didn't fight it because he just wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Hamilton yeah, he just... wasn't, he wasn't equipped to fight it. No, no not really. Definitely. You know, that he should have been in the pits. As soon as, the, as soon as the Red Bulls, both Red Bulls were in, and Hamilton should have been straight in behind it, but yeah, sorry, Ricardo's moves. Yeah, <laughs> so much to talk about this race. Yeah. <laughs> should we do? Should we do them in the chronological order they yeah. occurred? <laughs> yeah. So the first one was on Kimi Raikkonen into the hairpin. That was the first of many, um, and we all thought this. That's a brilliant move. <laughs> Little did we know there was more to come <laughs> on that point. Um, without DRS as well, I noted. This was this was yeah. before the DRS was oh, really? really enabled. Yeah, mm. it was pure drag behind him. Yeah, it was. Uh, that I think that for that reason, that's my favourite move of, of yeah. the ones he did. Yeah, definitely. Um, there was it, it, it. Obviously, you've got to put some of it down to the fresh, softer rubber. Oh, in yeah. the sense, you know, it a gives him it. a better run. <laughs> well, yeah, but 
we saw somebody else in a similar situation <laughs> doing a lot worse. So. Yeah, true. But Very it's true. obviously it allows him to get a good run out of that turn onto the back straight with the DRS. And even though there wasn't DRS enabled that lap, um, got a really good run out of the corner, slipstreamed behind Kimi and managed to pull out. And obviously that extra grip um, and that, that confidence in the car because you know you've got that softer compound and yeah. it's fresh and it's you know that it's going to stick just gives him the confidence to be so much later on the brakes once he has pulled out of that slipstream. And it was just perfect positioning, really. He didn't give Kimmy a choice in whether or not he was coming through, did he? He just he put himself there and said, like, that's it, I'm coming past. Sorry, Kimmy. <laughs> yeah. More or less. Um, the one on Hamilton, was that was, was that the next one? I think, yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, yeah I want to say it was be. Hamilton next, and then... That was the one that, like I say, didn't particularly fight that that much. Um, yeah. But it was just hit Ricardo, as we said before, just throwing the car down the inside from a long way out at the end of the yeah. DRS straight. A long way out. Um, and an, another notable one was, or has to be, I would say at least, the one on Bottas. This one was my favourite the one on yeah. Bottas that was actually I've actually just lead. watched a video of the Bottas pass yeah. lane and it is I'm just so good. <laughs> it's like, um, it's such a do or die move and like Bottas tries to squeeze him. He just, he just looks so clumsy and barely in control on the inside, but I love it for that. Um, I, I think actually I've changed my mind on my favourite <laughs> yeah. move. They were all really good, but I, the one for the lead on Bottas was next level. The yeah. only the only disappointing one really was Vettel because he just straight up drove past him on the straight like he was past him before he even got to the hairpin. Yeah, but Vettel yeah. was struggling with his tires quite a bit by that point, wasn't he? Yeah, to be honest, actually, that one's maybe not as good as the Hamilton one. Should maybe put those two the other yeah. way around. <laughs> um, but yeah, for, for me, it was the Bottas one, just the way that it was the little turn five kink. Yeah. He sort of he started having a look, Bottas defended, and then Bottas sort of thought, ah, I've, I've you know, I've pushed him back. He's not going to do that, but left literally enough width for Ricardo to slip up the inside, and Ricardo found a gap and was not going to give it up. And it, I just think it was absolutely brilliant move because yeah, Bottas just didn't expect it. But in fairness to Bottas as well, it was good, respectful driving from him to not just turn into you know to have the awareness that even though he thought Ricardo had had the door shut on him, still had the awareness to, you know, not make a foolish error yeah. and turn into the side of that red Yeah, he, he made a move to defend, but he left him just a car's width. And yeah. Ricardo used that car's width to pass him. You know, it was, yeah. yeah, totally fair racing. Yeah, I'd say Ricardo wasn't quite 100% committed to the move the whole way through and then found himself if he'd pushed any out on his brake pedal he would have locked up and been inside <laughs> him anyway so he sort of had to he had to commit to it and hope that Bottas wasn't going to turn into him and yeah luckily he didn't and but it was it looked it, you know it, it did make it into a cracking move and Indeed. you could see like he was sort of cadence braking kind of he's braking and then he lifts the brake to to stop the wheel lock from going yeah. in and you can see the way that he sort of jets ahead of uh, Bottas there and then he's back on the brakes and he, he did run it out a little bit too wide yeah. after that so it could have easily be it's only because he had the grip from the tyres that he managed to get away from him because if yeah, they'd been I on think, equal tyres he wouldn't have got away from him yeah because Bottas had the chance to kind of cut back underneath him but I think his traction mm. was that bad by that point yeah 
Yeah. Is there anyone as good on the brakes at this point in F1 oh, no, as Ricardo? He just... I could tell you isn't. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll come to him in a moment, Stu. <laughs> but I, I think that we talk about who's like the fastest driver on the grid, who's the best driver on the grid. I genuinely put him forward as the best overtaker on the grid. At, oh, absolutely. Of, of recent years. Um, in, interestingly, this win highlights another interesting fact about Ricardo, which is the fact that he's never won from within the top three, I think it is. Yeah, he's always been true. fourth or lower on the grid. When he, and it's always, he only wins exciting races. Yeah, and it's usually <laughs> him that's making them exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I suppose we should have a um, a debrief of sorts about <laughs> a young Max Verstappen, as Stu slightly alluded to before. Um, found himself in a very similar position to Ricardo, fresh, softer rubber after the, the move under the safety car that we've talked about. Because I think he was f- he was like first of the queue to pit wasn't he he was the yeah he was the person was. in the highest position that pitted after the safety he was car. Yeah. he was ahead of ricardo um he dived straight in as soon as because the... we because we sort of touched on it but like at the point the safety car was called uh bottas vettel and Raikkonen had already gone through but hamilton absolutely could have pitted yeah yeah were, he definitely from... had time but for some reason he didn't and the red bulls did i'm trying mm-hmm. to remember the shot in my head but i can remember a shot of Raikkonen, Bottas and Vettel coming down the pit straight. Hamilton was out of shot. You could see Verstappen diving into the pits in the back of the shot behind the Toro Rosso. And Hamilton at that point, as far as I remember, was ahead of him. Yes. Yeah. So you on on I watched it earlier on that shot. You see the top three coming through. Yeah. Um, the safety car being deployed for like it was maybe ten seconds at most. But you then see in the background it was one of the lapped Saubers, I think, followed by Hamilton come round. So it would yeah. have been a tight call. But I really think he could have pitted then. Uh, Christian Horner said they were at turn fourteen when they made the call to yeah. uh, to pull him in, which is yeah. the hairpin, I believe, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, they were. It was. So it was so touch and go, but um, they yeah. they made the call. He was straight in. It was, I mean, the safety car had been called for very little time before he the decision yeah. was made to come in, and it was just like right, get him in, get the other one in. I, let's get fresh tires on him, and let's get let's start this chase. I think part of it though is just having your finger on the pulse because it had been a yellow flag area for at least a lap, and it was we heard like Carlos Sainz coming over the radio saying, there's far too much debris there to clear it under yellow flags, you're going to have to call a safety car. So to me, that's Red Bull with the finger on, that, on the pulse saying, mm. this corner looks like there's potential for a safety car, let's be ready, then if that call comes, we're straight in. And yeah. it's kind of, at that point, it's almost regardless of whether you're on like turn five or turn 15 yeah. well turn 15 is a little too late because it's a final turn <laughs> but you know you you're ready and you can just make the call of we should we expecting to come in we're expecting to come in right safety cars out get in and yeah it's what worked for them ultimately yeah. i yeah. don't think mercedes seemed to be as ready for it as what red bull were which is probably yeah, totally. why hamilton missed out yeah i mean part yeah, of I, it i said this to you guys like hamilton we do see we see drivers overriding the team and just making the call to come in in often in these occasions mm. and i think hamilton knew himself that he should have done that and yeah. he should have just been in yeah. as soon as that safety car comes out he knows what conditions is what condition his tires are in he's got the two red bulls ahead of him 
So the team yeah. should be telling him that the Red Bulls. It was a team call. They made a the, the, between the, the sort of the team and Hamilton. They made a massive mistake there. I thought he, Hamilton could mm. have had the win. I, Hamilton would have been fighting for the win. I don't know whether he would have got the win, but he would have been at least in the hunt for it if he'd pitted at that point. Yeah. It was like you said earlier um, when we were chatting, Tom. It's like it's the sort of thing uh, Button used to do, where he yeah. just come on the radio and say, yeah. "I'm in the pit lane." <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, <laughs> get some tyres ready for you then. It's this. This is dry enough for slicks. I'm coming yeah. in. Get yeah. some slicks. And, and then you or see vice versa. You see a panicked group of mechanics legging it out of the garage, <laughs> yeah. slipping over, tripping over wheel gun poses and all sorts, <laughs> trying to get to the position in the box. Yeah, I think Jensen was a very good example of a guy that knew when to call his own pit stops and it's like I did say earlier you know there's some drivers like Hamilton and and Vettel have done it themselves as well but maybe it was just a little too close to call for Hamilton at the time maybe he had bigger things on his mind you don't know what mindset he was in at the time he's he's seemed very dejected all weekend really hasn't he yeah, I've read since, like by his own admission, he said he's just not being properly on it this weekend. And the, maybe yeah. in a different race, he would have called it himself. But yeah, he definitely hasn't been his normal self. I don't think this weekend. Yeah, um, we were supposed to be debriefing Max Verstappen. We were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should we do so that now? A big tangent there, haven't we? Max gets distracted this time. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so Max found himself in a similar position to Ricardo, except he doesn't quite realise how to work the brake pedal yet, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) The first of two incidents was um, the trying to go round the outside of Lewis. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly which turn it was. Um, It was a sweeping turns seven and eight. Six, seven, seven, eight, is it? Round round that sector. And he'd he'd come out of turn six with very good traction because of the the fresh tyres, got a really good running to seven, but then sort of decided not to go around the outside at that point. But then heading into eight, decided it was opening up again. And then Lewis is in a position where he's on older, worn rubber that's also a compound harder. So he's naturally going to drift out with the racing line anyway. And Verstappen seemed to think it was an opportune moment to stick his foot down and try and drive around the outside of him. But the... That door to me was always going to close because of the situation Hamilton yeah. was in. A from mm. a racing line perspective, and B just from you've got to expect that with a car that's on such used and harder compound. Yeah, well, he was on the dirty side of the track, and he looked like he lost a bit of grip. It looked like both cars actually lost a bit of grip the way yeah. Um, yeah. Hamilton moved suddenly towards him so quickly. So it, it like maybe Verst- I'm watching it now. Maybe Verstappen got a bit of oversteer and had to back out of it and you know grab the car again and that's what's driven him off the track the only positive you can say really is that at least Verstappen saw it coming and bailed out rather yeah. than just slamming his front wing into the back of Hamilton yeah, and probably wrecking his race at which, least is, which he... is not unheard of no yeah well at least he did it that time the second time around he wasn't so <laughs> wise yeah um, and th- this one that one was more maybe pushing and realising there was a mistake and, and trying to get out of it. But the second one with Sebastian Vettel was... I can only Just describe silly. it as clumsy, really. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think that's fair. I don't think it was that clumsy. If you, I, I feel like he, he saw an opportunity and 
mis- probably more misjudged it, I'd say, than being clumsy. Because I, I feel like Vettel looked like he was going to go wide. So Verstappen saw that chance and then Vettel quickly cl- realised where he was and closed the door. And that led Verstappen, having committed to taking that opportunity into the side of him. I feel like th- there'd be a lot more hoo-ha about it if blo- both drivers weren't equally to blame. Because Vettel's been conspicuously, mm. you know, chilled about the whole thing. That's what's interesting. I was expecting them both to take their helmets off and be yeah. raging, but like they seemed to have a little quiet chat after the race. And by the time they got to like the interview pen, Vettel was saying, you know, these things happen. Sometimes you make mistakes, whatever. And Verstappen was saying, yeah, like it was my bad. Uh, I'll learn from it, sort of thing. And it was all just quite amicably dealt with, which really yeah. surprised me. Yeah, but yeah. Even so, I think it was always half a chance, and he. I mean, he took that half a chance and it didn't come off. I yeah. don't know. It still, you know it still came across as a bit clumsy to me. A, a famous Brazilian once said that if <laughs> you see a gap and you don't go for it, you're it's not a racing true. driver. It's very true. He also crashed into people like his teammate every so often as well. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> the, true. Yeah. Trying to go for said gaps. <laughs> the, the, the similarities continue. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do think, though, this is three races in a row now where he has made clumsy silly mistakes like that and, and cost himself and in the team points i think that that's maybe why some people are looking at this particular incident with vettel with a little yeah. more criticism i think had it maybe been a simple one-off bumping into him you'd mm. probably just shrug it off and like well is that a penalty it was a bit cheeky trying to to force it in but you know what well, it was some element of Vettel yeah. making a mistake in there and you, you probably shrug it off but I think like you say because of nearly colliding with Hamilton and because of incidents in the last couple of races as well it's maybe it's in the forefront of your mind now it's he's got to be careful I think that mm. he doesn't yeah. want tarring with that brush of we be don't... careful because he's going to slam into the side of you <laughs> yeah. I saw a really funny meme of uh, it was like a Scooby Doo themed meme and it was uh, the the sort of gang leader of Scooby-Doo taking a mask off Verstappen and it turning out to be Maldonado underneath the mask. <laughs> <laughs> and he got away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to say, oh, he's, he's young sort of thing. This is his fifth season now. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's been very tight between him and Ricardo for a couple of years, but Ricardo is very much outdoing him this year. He's the um, more complete driver, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I imagine Ricardo will be wanting to discuss contracts in the next few weeks while his stock is very, very high. Yeah. yeah. Problem is, Dr. Marco is a very big Verstappen fan, isn't he? So he might I think Ferrari that. Mercedes would be crazy not to be going after Ricardo right now. Well, that's what's holding up. I reckon that's what's holding up the contract talks. Is Ricardo's uh, got a bit of a foot in the door at Ferrari by the look of it, and I reckon that there's going to be a bit of to and fro in between Red Bull and Ferrari trying to get yeah. their mitts on on Ricardo. There was rumor last week, I think, that there was like a preliminary agreement in place between him and Ferrari. But then again, I feel like Vettel would just be able to veto it. Like, I don't yeah. think Vettel would want him back as a teammate because when they were teammates. Ricardo, Ricardo beat, him. beat him, yeah. Yeah. He's the, think... the only one, isn't he? The... I think he is, yeah. Because Vettel beat Webber 
yeah. uh, the years that they were together. And he's yeah. obviously beat Kimi while they've been together at Ferrari. Beat Bourdais when they were at Toro Rosso. Yeah, and the only one that he lost out to was Ricardo when Ricardo moved up into the um, the vacant Red Bull seat. And let's so, not forget, F- Ferrari distinctly like a number two driver as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Th- maybe, maybe there's, I mean, Bottas, you know, Bottas, Hamilton, I don't think they're signed up at, for, at Mercedes for next year, are they? Is Bottas? Bottas I believe is, Hamilton's maybe. contracted, but Bot- Bottas is the one that's the key to it all, isn't he? He's the one yeah, that's on the one-year one deal. Sure. Um, so it's all about whether they re-sign him or go chase somebody else. Now that would be an interesting lineup, wouldn't it? Hamilton, Hamilton and Ricardo. Ricardo. Yeah, that'd be incredible. That'd be a heck of a championship fight. It'd be a fast team, for sure. Yeah. Well, providing the car has up to it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the cars. Yeah. Saying that though, the cars this year, the top three look much closer than we've seen the top three for a long, long time in these yeah. first three races. It seems that way, yeah. It's 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 very odd because in places that we were calling Mercedes tracks and Ferrari tracks last year, where there was an obvious difference between the two cars and their strengths and weaknesses, this year. It's very hard to like put your finger on that at the minute because the Ferraris looked extremely quick on single lap pace, but like obviously with the qualifying results as well. But then the Mercedes has been able to keep with them in the race, and then you've got the Red Bull now in the mix when it's not you know going bang on a straight. So it's, I think a lot of it comes from the tires, doesn't it? Because the tires yeah. are a bit different this year. We've got like mm. the th- the three compounds. There's a bit more of a gap, and there's a bit more strategy involved, which is why we had such a great race today. You know, that was and and last race, like a lot of that was down yeah. to the, the gaps in the tire compounds. I yeah. mean, to be honest, I feel like F1 kind of got as a whole got a bit lucky today. Like until the safety car, which yeah. put people on mismatched strategies, that first half of the race within a few laps everyone was just strung out with a mm. second and a half yeah. gap between them and without that safety car i think it would have been a procession to be honest i, I was absolutely sat there thinking oh we could just do a safety car about now just to spice yeah. a little bit <laughs> well, your wish came true yeah it did <laughs> um i wanted to put out a, like a bit of a mention for uh, fernando alonso this weekend because to me he like drove the wheels off a of mclaren that looked fairly average throughout most of the race yeah. but some of his wheel-to-wheel battles with the likes of Grosjean and Vettel um, led to he some seemed... really good moves through turns one and two from Alonso. For the first like chunk of the race he seemed to be wheel-to-wheel with Grosjean every yeah. lap. <laughs> yeah, They were just at it constantly. And Magnussen as well, both of them yeah. he was having fights with. Um, yeah, it was another race where the McLaren's qualified next to each other and poorly, and then at the start, Alonso went forward and Van Dorn went backwards. Um, yeah, so Alonso ended up seventh overall, and yeah. Van Dorn finished thirteenth. But in terms of starting position, they were thirteenth um, and fourteenth. So yeah, Van Dorn did gain a place, I suppose, ultimately, but only the one. Whereas Alonso, as you know, climbed halfway up the grid from where he started. Yeah, it's been a bit flattered as well again this week by the uh, the 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 Verstappen Vettel incident. You know, it w- there's no way he would have beat Vettel if he'd not. Yeah, I suppose. He, I suppose that. he's oh, yeah, got totally. an extra position out of that, hasn't he? Because he finished above Vettel. 
I mean, at the point when Alonso passed Vettel, there was a big Verstappen-shaped hole in the side of the floor on the side of Vettel's car. Yeah, so really? He was, yeah, he was um, compromised at best. Yeah, he was struggling mm. after that incident. Do you know what, though? Like, McLaren are going to keep developing throughout the season, and I think they're probably going to be able to develop fast in a lot of midfield teams. But they're picking up the points now. Like, yeah. when they are... They are very much, what, the fifth or sixth fastest car at best. They're still a happy fourth in the uh, Constructors' Championship. Yeah, very much so. Well, Alonso is still sixth. Two, three points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so if they can develop, like, it's put them... They're picking up points at a time when they really shouldn't be, but people around them keep falling over, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I, I think that there's a possibility knowing... McLaren as a team and like you say the way they can develop I think that there's a possibility that we could see them almost Red Bull a little bit this season in the sense that yeah. in the last couple of years Red Bull have started quite a bit off the pace of the top team well the top two as they were but being able to pick up half decent points and then start to come into their own as the season has progressed especially once we've hit the European leg and the updates come much more frequently Fingers crossed that's what's going to happen with McLaren. I could see it happening because of the size of the team and the yeah. talent in the team, but hey, I suppose it all depends on so. what plans they've got upgrade-wise. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we'll find out in a couple of races' time in Spain where uh, yeah. McLaren are going, because it sounds like they've got one heck of an upgrade coming for uh, for Spain. Yeah, do we know of anyone uh, claiming to be bringing updates to Azerbaijan? Because obviously we're back over I've this side to a certain anything. degree. It's, um, it's, it's another one of those races, though, where it's kind of it's it's not your average being a street circuit. It's not yeah. like the majority yeah. of the calendar, so you still don't quite get a sense of what the even if they do bring updates, you don't get a sense of what the order is. We're still yet to have a normal race, really, are we? Yeah, well, it's only Sp- Spain really is the first yeah. regular track race, I suppose. Yeah, uh, the Chinese the Chinese Grand Prix's got long straights. Bahrain's got long straights. Azerbaijan is just all long straights with yeah, the sector is flat out. <laughs> even to be fair, Spanish Grand Prix has got one of the longest straights on the calendar as well. Yeah, but then I guess the rest it's, it's, about, it's very much a track about compromise, isn't it? So yeah, I think well, Spain is going to be the track that gives us like a better idea of the actual running order. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> we're, no we're just talking about Alon- Alonso and McLaren, really. Oh, that McLaren that looked yes. average and Alonso that drove it well with some good moves. Um, as exciting as a race as it was, I think that's the majority of the big stories, isn't it? I don't know yeah, if there's much um, else big story Hulkenberg had a good race to finish sixth, like yes, best very of the true. rest. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, interestingly, if you look at the drivers' championship, Hawkenberg uh, is on twenty-two points now to, to uh, Carlos Sainz's three points, which is mm. a oh, wow. much bigger gap than you'd expect yeah. between those guys this early on. Yeah, um, I honestly expected Sainz to be outdoing Hawkenberg this year, so it's gonna be interesting mm. to see what happens there. Before we move on, have either of you seen any conspiracy theories yet about today's incident? Oh. Goodness, here we go. Are you, are I've you, seen them what? in jest. Are you, are you, are you, are you not? Yeah, I, th- I think it's in jest, but the best one so far is two Toro Rosso Red Bull Juniors crash into each other, 
causing an incident which a Red Bull junior driver reports <laughs> need a safety car to which Red Bull are able to dive into the pits and take advantage. Yeah, because that's something you can easily <laughs> orchestrate, isn't it? Yeah. You shouldn't really give it airtime because it's quite comical, the fact that they think yeah. that it's that organised. That, but... did, did you see that on ScuderiaFans.com? By <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing I did see someone say was interesting. Uh, who was it? A guy called F1 Ollie on Twitter said, I don't see how Max's behaviour today was much different from Kvyat, if I'm honest. And honestly, Kvyat got demoted down from Red Bull for far less than Max's uh, performances in the last three races. Yeah, that is true. But, mm. but of course, uh, Max is... Uh, Talented. Mm. Sorry, Talented Danny. and quite popular at Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, quite popular. Um, one thing I wanted to point out was uh, just that there was a bit of a complaint from Vettel about the timing of the safety car, the way the, time, the safety car came out just after they'd gone across the safety car line, so they couldn't, they yeah. couldn't pit if they'd wanted to. But, you know, karma, mate. Can you remember Australia? Yeah. Like, yeah. Plus, like, I saw someone said that to Charlie Whiting, and he said, well, we can't sit there and work out who's going to get hurt and who's going to benefit every time yeah. we call yeah. a safety car. Like, that's just yeah. not how the system works. Exactly. Precisely. You, 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 safety car comes out when there's a hazard. You can't time yeah. a hazard, can you? It's just and like, hazard yes, comes there was a, it does. Well, according Think to I, the conspiracy theorists, yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was slightly different this time because the debris was on the track for a couple of laps before they called it. But then that was the time that they were taking to work out if there was a big enough gap to safety get people on the track to... Yeah, yeah, you've the got or not, but exactly. it turned out there wasn't. So that's it. It's due process, isn't it? You can't just you can't just call a safety car for the sake of it. It has to be a good reason to have it. Otherwise, people would be even more crazy about the conspiracy yeah. theories. Yeah, for sure. Um, move of the day. Let's move away from conspiracies and go to move of the day. Yeah. It's got to so, be a choice of one of um, Ricardo's moves, hasn't <laughs> it? Yeah, that's the thing. Like in the interest of balance, I think it's worth mentioning when Bottas went around the outside of Kimi in For turn one. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, really nice move. Um, also, there was some nice Alonso and Grosjean stuff going on. Yeah, just while we're on the but subject yeah. of turn one, really quickly, the way the cars were steaming into turn one this yeah. year, I've not seen them do that before. That that was again testament to how high the grip has got on these yeah. cars with the downforce. See, again, with the new graphics, I've not seen an onboard through there where you can see the throttle and brake traces because they must mm. be barely dabbing the brakes on the way into turn one with these new cars. Dear FOM, we want the throttle and brake Yeah, we like back. your steering wheel graphics, but we, we love quite the like the throttle and brake yeah. as well, please. Can we just have the whole control set, please? Thank you. I enjoyed, actually, um, if you watch the uh, Ricardo on Bottas overtake for the lead they had the um, steering wheel traces up at the time mm. and you can just see them both just soaring side to side the whole <laughs> right. time they were trying to hold the rear end <laughs> yeah um, um, so sorry we were talking about move of the day, uh, move the day. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean it's, it's, it's which I mean it's Ricardo. it's just which one <laughs> I mean for me it's the Bottas one uh, the one on I Bottas I think so as well yeah I'd say the Bottas one as well yeah I think that was surprisingly that. easy that was yeah. surprisingly easy like you say yeah yeah. Um, notable mentions we've already talked about for Bottas yeah. around Kimi and Alonso fighting Grosjean. Um, but yeah, Danny Rick was always going to win it. It was just a case of which one. Um, and I think this award's pretty much settled as well. <laughs> Driver of the day. <laughs> yeah. Daniel Jeff Ricardo is that? Yeah, I, I, I written down. <laughs> I, I think I wrote that down in the notes just after it happened, and I was a bit overexcited. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll remove the expletive and just call him Daniel Ricardo. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, there's there's no there's no competition, is there? No, no, absolutely I, I, smashed it. I think if it wasn't for him, you'd maybe have a mention for Hulkenberg, who drove a really solid race to be best of the rest. But yeah. something um, like that cannot compare with what Ricardo did today. Or I think if it had not been for the safety car and Bottas would probably have won, would probably have given a shout for him just for those couple of laps that gave him the lead. But yeah, those outlaps that gave him the yeah. undercut in the first place were, well, they were what yeah. could have won him the race, potentially. Coupled with a cautious pit stop from Ferrari after their antics last week. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the thing, that was an interesting thing I wanted to point out as well. The, the, the fact that Ferrari have got a different pit crew to what they had last last two races now because yeah they've had a bit of a rejig haven't they yeah so you'd, you'd have to keep an eye on the Ferrari pit crew they're gonna they, for a couple of races they're probably gonna be a little bit slower because they've got yeah. a new team member in team member in there yeah it's it's interesting to be honest on that topic just quickly that a lot of teams have started airing their views of we we appreciate that we've reached maybe the limit of these pit stops being by being two, sub two second and we would be open to consider something uniform across the board that would maybe rein them in a little bit, you know, some yeah, something safety, from yeah. the FIA to, to to improve the safety, which is a good thing to see um, from yeah, teams, definitely. for sure. Because there was yeah. quite an interesting... Because um, someone at Ferrari after the last race said something that sort of insinuated that it was like an automatic system that gave the green light so Ferrari yeah. released a statement saying that was taken out of context and they actually describe exactly how their system works and like the wheel guns have torque and rotation sensors and it's a combination mm. of those that gives the sort of the message and things it's really interesting really if you can track it down yeah. I'll try to chat, but they say how the system works, but it's not how the system doesn't work because that's well. In this case, how it failed, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I suppose seems anyway. like that was last week's version of this. Honestly, <laughs> what the f- are we doing here? We should debate what is suitable for that this week. Yeah, excellent I mean, segue. Yeah, I try. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got to mention Gasly and Hartley breaking rule mm. number one: you don't crash into your teammate. Yeah, um, that was admittedly under up. slightly odd. If anything, it's more a mess up for Toro Rosso giving the mixed messages rather than the drivers themselves. I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I think that's why it probably has to be that for me because really, it, well, it, if it was in a situation where they were on alternate strategies and they were wanting one driver to clear the other, to to I think to have put them in they. To me, the team have put them in that scenario by not being clear enough about what was happening when and how. Um, and I think as a combination between the Gasly and the team and possibly Hartley, depending on where the messages got crossed, that it's, I don't know, it's just a bit of a mess, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I want to give this one... I, don't, I, I mean, I, you're, you're absolutely right in everything you're saying, but my feeling is more actually, despite me defending him, is more towards Verstappen's driving this weekend. Yeah, I think so I, as well. I heard an excellent analogy on the commentary, which was you don't win a game, of, but you never win a game of poker if you always go all in. Yeah. And that's yeah. what he's doing. Every move he makes, he seems to go all or nothing, and he mm. needs to put a stop to that. And to, for me, that's why I'm, I, I would award him the WTF. Yeah, I week. mean, that move on Vettel, he cost... He cost himself second place, probably, because he would have 
almost certainly caught at Bottas at that point. Well, it was cost- it was still ahead of Danny at that point though as well. So yeah. it's potentially a win. Yeah, you know, that that could yeah. have been a Red Bull one two. It really no, realistic sorry, it, it, terms. No, no, no. It already it already lost. Sorry, he'd lost out to Danny. Yeah, he'd already had his Hamilton. He'd already had his Hamilton thing. moment. Oh, of course, yeah. Ricardo He's definitely on for then. a second. But regardless, it's a one-two for the team. That's yeah. I mean, he cost the team yeah. a one-two. He cost uh, Vettel a potential podium and a boatload of points. Hamilton was also ahead of Raikkonen at that point, um, and as a result of having to go around two backwards cars, Hamilton yeah. lost a place to Raikkonen. So it was it was one poor choice. Cost a lot of people an awful lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would give it to him as well. Yeah, I'm I'm That's... happy to be overruled. <laughs> Don't feel bad. <laughs> um, just a couple more things on the race before we move on. We had 80 overtakes, um, 23 of which were with DRS, which is damn impressive. Oh, wow. Was were we around the 120 mark last year? I believe. Ooh, let's see if I can find that. Hang on, give me one second. I can tell you what the wind speed was last year. No, <laughs> That's, that is not the answer to my question. <laughs> <laughs> actually no it was only 54 last year so it's actually gone up since uh, 2017 it was 128 in 2016 maybe that's what you're thinking of oh there uh, we go I just remembered a recent year that had a lot of overtakes yeah, 2016 that's probably the one I'm thinking of Um, also a little factoid this is the first time in the turbo hybrid engine era that there have been three races in a row without a Mercedes win wow yeah that's a good stat. I like that. Not happy mm. times at Mercedes. No. Ooh, There's they must um, be panicking. They must be a bit worried now. Well, there is talk of um, some big wigs in Stuttgart being very unhappy with the current situation the team is in in terms of the performance in the sport. Yeah, I mean, I've read. I think it was Toto after the race today, basically saying that all through practice they couldn't get the tyres to switch on. It was then, very cold. This yeah, it was. But it then was as very soon as the temperatures weekend. went up, they were instantly overheating their tyres. Yeah. Like, they were one extreme or the other, which oh, is... Like. It's almost back to, like, the first... Like, the early days, the first couple of seasons where Mercedes took over from Braun, and they were constantly wrecking their tyres yeah. then, weren't they? They were, yeah. But, you know, we're, we're not that far game, in that yet. Car. We're not that far in yet, though. We've only... We're, give it until Spain before you start... Get your knickers in a Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll be, um, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure that I still think they'll win the championship. We've also, in three races now, not ha- there's no driver has been on all three podiums, which is a nice way to be. Mm. Yeah. I, it feels to me like we're heading for another sort of, was it 2009? No, 2010 was it 11, 10 where 11, we had yeah. like, like seven different winners in seven different yeah. races. Obviously, we're not going to get that because Vettel's already won two. But I'm we, hoping we, we get a bit more of a spread this year. Hopefully, yeah, it looks like we might as well. We've also so got less than a win covering the top five in the championship as well. Yeah, which is really good. Hamilton's moved up to nine points behind uh, Vettel with that. Yeah, he's actually gained bizarrely. Yeah, after one of his worst weekends for a while, he's actually gained on Vettel. Yeah, he's still well, managed to beat his rival, and that is how you win a championship. You beat your rival. Yeah, it's mainly thanks to young Max, isn't it? That's <laughs> yeah. true, very but... true. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's just trying to repay like the other week when he ran into the side. Like, <laughs> yeah. sorry, mate. What I'll do is I'll do the same thing to Seb this week, and then we're even. Yeah. yeah. 
Chris, you put out your feelers for opinions of fans, did you not? Yeah, a couple of people saying some stuff. Uh, Dan Hart, at Dan Hart Film on Twitter, said, is this year more about being smart than just being the fastest car? Last three races has come down to pit strategy and not race pace. Anyone's race this year, in my opinion, with none of the three teams necessarily having the best car. Um, mm. It's certainly been that way so far, hasn't it? I think yeah. if, if the top three teams carry on being this close, yeah, I... I mean, I I would like that to be the case that it is these tiny strategy decisions make or breaking races. Like that's so exciting to me. Yeah, yes. Yeah. We've already said it. Like I think that the Red Bull finger on the pulse this weekend is what helped them win the race. So mm, absolutely, yes, it's definitely a factor. Maybe without the safety car, like Stu's pointed out, we, we wouldn't have had that. But it's still definitely a key part of it because even if it weren't for that. Mercedes would have technically won it or potentially would have won it mm-hmm. on a similar scenario, like a, a pit strategy call and, and some good driving linked to an undercut. So there's definitely a much bigger factor of that this year, which is only a good yeah, thing, definitely. I think. Yeah, I, I remember that when they uh, when they banished refueling and I, Chris and I were both really, really, really sad because the strategy element was such a huge part of yeah. it that was made... Well, that, made watching the sport really really enjoyable mm-hmm. and i feel like we've recovered at this point in this season it feels a lot like we've recovered a lot of that yeah definitely for the for the fact that we've got all these tire options now yeah it's definitely helping for sure um hamilton hasn't won in six races now well well but this must be the first time he's not won that many for well since he was at mclaren i guess <laughs> McLaren, yeah 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 <laughs> um, um, what else have we got Thomas Austin Morgan also wrote in, said, awesome race, but Verstappen's eagerness cost, Bull a red, uh, cost Red Bull a 1-2, as we said. Uh, also, I'm glad Roy can manage to get a podium after being treated like a clear number two, even though he's so much closer to Vettel than ever this year. Yeah, um, yeah I think we sort of said it was. It almost felt like a bit of karma, him getting the podium in the end, because yeah. he, he has. He's been like very much on Vettel's pace for most of the most sessions have crossed the three races so far so yeah yeah what there was a hundredth of a no tenth of a second i can't remember where they were at the end of qualifying now but they were very close much, they were, they were very close to each fish. other yeah yeah, yeah. So. um shall we talk predictions yeah mm, i don't know like, <laughs> not the best i can see why Stu wants to <laughs> it's um yeah another slightly strange result that's me Costs a lot of people a lot of points. Um, <laughs> our highest scorer this week was Anna Sidorova. Hope I'm saying that right. Uh, on her debut, scored three points uh, and top of the chart this week. So, well done to you. Stu, uh, you were second on two points uh, right. alongside Richard Jacket and Paul Kelsel. Uh, Tom and I both scored zero again. Yeah. Um, yeah, nobody got the correct winner this week. Um, a few people got Vettel for uh, fastest qualifier. Um, it was actually random driver that got the most points this week. A lot of people had Kimi Räikkönen in third. Yeah. Um, again, Brendan Hartley was just the first DNF, and only a couple of people had him. Um, <laughs> annoyingly, Tom, you had Pierre Gasly. You went for the wrong Toro Rosso, and I had Max Verstappen, who tried really hard throughout <laughs> yeah. the race to be the first retirement. Yeah. Yeah. I was, didn't quite do it. A part of me was kicking myself when he went into the back of Hartley because I was sort of thinking, I made this comment of he's going to go from the highs of fourth to the lows of crashing into somebody early, and when he did <laughs> it, I was like, oh my god, it's coming true, and then it wasn't enough. <laughs> Damn it. No, <laughs> not quite. Um, we were all really unlucky in terms of retirements because we the were, three of us actually, had yeah. 16 and there could have easily been four retirements that race. Yeah. 
Very true. Yeah, no one, no one had uh, 19 finished. Actually, a few people had 18 for half a point. Um, so on the overall leaderboard, uh, Hendrik Lindorf and Thomas De Morgan are sh- uh, sharing the top spot with six points apiece. Uh, very closely followed by Oleg Sidorov on five and a half, and then Dominic Poole, Jake Petrowski, and Austin Kavanagh, who all have five. So it is very tight at the top. Uh, as for us lot, Tom and Stu, you are both on three points now, and I am just behind on two. Um, so a winner this week, Anna, has actually scored more points than me in the same points as you in one race. <laughs> Good work. We're going to get work. the floor wiped with us so this it's a long season. season. It's a long season, Anna. It's a long season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're probably only going to continue to do better than us. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's it for this week, is it? I think that's it, yeah. Yeah. Busy all week. Cool. Okay, well, it's been a busy all week. Uh, join us next week when we preview the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Um, and we'll cover off some of the news as well. You can find us on Twitter at Back of the Grid F1. You can find us on Facebook by searching Back of the Grid, and you can find us on Instagram at Back of the Grid. We've got a website; it's backofthegrid.com. And please do submit your predictions for the Azerbaijan Grand Prix as soon as you get an opportunity. Um, if you want to follow me, Stu, I am at Stu underscore PX. You can find Tom at TomKing89, and you can find Chris at TNM Chris. Please make sure you like, share and subscribe to our po- to our podcast. It helps us no end. And um, I think with that, we can call it a day. We can indeed. Yep. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more.